The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. I'm next in line for the belt. I'm next. It's my turn. It's my turn. Oh, he's at Tim Edwards. Is out. What a kick. Say hello to South African MMA. Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for the Magic Man, Don Match. Uh, welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Robbie Fox is my uh, guest host. Or is it Barstool Robbie? Which do you no, prefer? Robbie Fox. Okay, cool. Uh, thanks for coming. Matt is in Abu Dhabi. Um... He's got someone fighting over there, so he's been gone. He's been gone for a long time. Normally, the guys go three or four days, but I think Matt flew in on Sunday. I don't know if he wanted to just work out there or if he just wanted to get there early and hang. Well, I think they're doing uh, looking forward to a fight with Dana White. Oh, you're right. Looking for a fight. Yes, they are, actually. I I saw Dana's promo. You're right. I would love to do it. What a fun gig that is. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, they they just fuck around. They do, right? Yeah. Which is kind of what we do at Barstool, so I can't complain too much, but... Yeah, sometimes you look at the way you make a living, and you're like, it's not bad. Not bad. This is not bad. I mean, I get to interview fighters, do ratings, dumb shit. You know, fans would love to do this. It's nice to be a fan of it. Oh, definitely, yeah. I don't know how anybody goes into sports. Like, John Anik was a sports guy before. He's a great sports guy. Like, he could just talk... Some guys could talk about any sport. Huge Boston sports guy, too. Yes. And anything they talk about, they could talk about with authority... But it's like, do you love fighting or do you love baseball or which, you know, I couldn't do it if I didn't have any interest in it. No, agreed. Agreed. MMA is the only one where I could really like really get in and know every character, know every storyline, like know everything about it, know everything about the game. Have you lost interest in other? I, I, I used to love football. I loved baseball and I've kind of lost interest since I started watching UFC. I definitely have since I started like especially since I started blogging it where it starts taking priority over right. these things, but I'm a huge Yankee fan, huge Ranger fan, so it's like I go hockey, baseball and then everything else. I'm a Redskins fan, so I don't know, don't ask. It's it's been rough and I'm hmm. a Knicks fan, which as you know is the same thing. Yeah. Um so MMA is yeah, now taking pretty much the main focus. I'll I'll come around to hockey and baseball come playoff time. You know, for me it was like uh Interviewing the fighters, like when we first started talking to these guys, and, and Joe brought somebody in, I think from uh, in 2005 or six, he brought somebody on to Opie and Anthony. So I had a mild interest then. But once you start interviewing the fighters, as, as time goes on, you, I, like, I like them more than other athletes. Definitely. Like they, they were humble, they were really not, you know, it was like, like Liddell and Rampage and uh, Rashad or all those guys 
from like 2008, 2009, and they were all friendly guys. Like none of them were dicks. Yep. And yet you interview a fucking a basketball player, a baseball player, they can put their sunglasses on, sitting back. It's like, well, there's got to be like a humility to being a fighter, right? And the stakes are so high in that a loss on the court is like, all right, well, I'm going to go to bed tonight. We'll wake up. We'll try to get a, a, a win tomorrow. And in MMA, you get knocked out like that is you get knocked out on pay-per-view. That's way bigger. So I think maybe it maybe it humbles some people. Yeah. Or also and also I think they have nothing to prove. And like, also just being in the gym, like being in a jujitsu gym and someone tapping you out like Rogan talks about all the yeah. time. It's very humbling. It's very, you know, it. it, it grounds fighters i guess so yeah it makes them easy and we have uh, or easy to talk to us say. we have uh don madge uh today if we can get a hold of him uh, i don't know if anyone's spoken to him we also have curtis blades back on when's the last time curtis was on i should probably know that and stop asking fucking thin air and just do my job um i guess it was uh march of uh this year so it was a few months ago was that before or after uh, his fight over Justin Willis, I don't remember because I know he had uh, he had lost to Ngannou. I thought we had talked to him right before then, uh, but he's saying in, in this promo actually that we played that he thinks he deserves the next heavyweight uh, title shot. Obviously, uh, JDS will not be getting it after that uh, yeah. terrible loss to to Francis. Uh, Cormier just lost. So what do you think? Uh, who, who does Stipe fight next? It's kind of tough. The heavyweight division is kind of like murky waters right now because while we wait for Cormier to decide whether or not he's retiring, we don't know what's happening next. If he's not retiring, I would love to see that rematch. I thought that fight was awesome. Um, we discussed it. It's it's. I would love to see that trilogy. That would go down as one of the great heavyweight tri- trilogies in MMA. Um, if not, though, like Blades kind of does have a, a, a rightful claim. The issue for him, he's, he's fighting the ranked number 10 this weekend, and he's ranked number four. So it is one of those kind of no-win fights where it's like, can you give a guy a title shot after he beats number 10? But does he have a shot over a Francis rematch? And Francis did go five rounds, and again, it was a domination. Yeah. But he went five rounds, and, and I mean, Francis recently destroyed Curtis and, and uh, also JDS and also Kane. And it's like, I think he's kind of earned a rematch. Yeah, yeah, he probably has. He probably has, and I wouldn't be opposed to seeing a rematch between Francis and Blades, even though Francis did destroy him. That was November 2018. I, I think uh, I think a rematch between those two would be very interesting. Yeah, I mean, a third fight, I guess, would be, uh, but, but I think Francis wouldn't take that. Now, I think he has, he's has. he been saying he wants a shot. I, I wanted to see Francis fight Cormier. Um, again, oh, yeah, you if said Cormier that. won, I would love to have seen that fight because Daniel's such a smart fighter, he would know... You know, obviously he's so good with uh, again closing distance. He, you know, he's probably always got. To, although his arms are not as short as I thought, but he, he's good at closing distance against guys like uh, Jones in that second yeah. fight. Um, and, and he no, mentioned those, he wanted to follow the game plan, the game plan that he strayed from in the fight with Stipe. He was so disappointed in, yes. in himself. So another opportunity to go in and listen to his coaches a little more, implement the wrestling. I think would be interesting. Stipe was fighting a weird fight too. He was really hard on himself, and he said, I was, "What was he saying? I was fighting like a pussy or something." You know, he's way <laughs> yeah. too hard, which he would not. He just—he seemed like he couldn't get going, like yeah. Woodley against uh, Kamaru Usman. He just could It felt like he just couldn't get moving. Sometimes a guy like. It's like any other day, you know, you go to work and you're sluggish. Yeah. And, and that guy's, you know, unfortunately for a fighter, when you're sluggish, another guy's kicking the shit out of you in front of 20,000 people and pay-per-view. Yeah, some days you have to be sluggish and fight for the world championship. And Daniel Cormier has been in that position in the past. Look at MSG against uh, against Silva. Derek Lewis. Or, oh, sorry. Or, yeah, where he he blew out his back, he threw out his back with a sneeze that morning and almost didn't fight, you know? So it's like 
the the struggles that fighters go through on entire fight weeks, even even weight cuts, are he, insane. He did fight Anderson in the Garden. Am I crazy about that? No, was he Vegas? fought. That was Vegas. That was, that was Vegas. for okay. UFC 200. Yeah, I remember it was a replacement fight, and I I still to this day think Anderson took it easy on Silva. Well, nobody well, rocked him with that kick. Nobody. Do you remember that kick where he kicked him in the stomach and uh and Cormier started backing up, holding his stomach? Yeah, and he and then he just laid on him. Yeah, most of the time he spent laying, and I just always felt like yeah, Cormier could have done more damage on the ground. No one agrees with I, me. I, I, I will agree with you, and I'll say I think Cormier didn't because he, you know, he was the champ at that point. So a loss there is like, whoa, what does that do to a person? I think he was just playing it safe. And Silva took the fight on a couple days' notice, and I always thought that he just didn't want to hurt Anderson more than he had to. And again, I know I'm just being a fucking idealistic idiot. I'll watch it again after everyone has told me I'm a fool. Somebody agreed with me, and I don't remember who. I suckered somebody into agreeing with me. It was not Cormier. <laughs> uh, I don't remember who it was. Um, but most people thought I was a complete ass. People said that about Stylebender when he fought uh, Silva. They were like, Stylebender took it easy on him. He didn't want to finish him, this, that, the next thing. I don't really think that was the case. I think Stylebender, a guy on his way to a title shot at the time, was very much wanting a finish if he could get one. I, I agree, and, and I think that he had a lot more... Uh, but then again, I mean, you know, Cormier was the champion, but it's still, I think that... Uh, yeah, I, I don't think Stylebender took it easy on him at all. No. I, and I also thought that Brunson beat Silva in Brooklyn. I thought that was a yeah. terrible decision. Um, I love Anderson, but I thought that Derek Brunson got really fucked yeah. in that fight. I thought that was really unfair. Um, what are we just talking about? I'm losing my mind as I get older. We were talking about, uh, oh, getting another shot at the heavyweight. The heavyweight title, yeah. What is John Jones going to do? I don't want to see them fight again uh, at light heavyweight, although that's probably what's going to happen now that Cormier has lost. You say title. that, but do you think Cormier can make 205? It's always been such a rough cut for him. Now he's getting a little bit older. He's got the back issues. Like, I don't know if Cormier wants to make 205. Obviously, you put a certain number in front of him, and he'll try, but... Does he want to make it? Maybe not. But again, what's his alternative? He's not going to get a rematch immediately. Uh, they're going to give it to somebody like, uh, I think Francis is going to get the next shot at Stipe. Because yep. again, even though it was a complete mismatch as far as the ability to uh, to wrestle and Stipe was so smart in that fight, he did go five rounds with him, which nobody thought. I mean, I jokingly said, I, I, I'm going to take uh, one of them by decision. And of course I couldn't. <laughs> yeah. It was a goof. Um, so but I think there he's were, the shot. There were hints of, you know, excellence in that first round in terms of like, that was one of the most entertaining rounds I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And he did land on Stipe a little bit too. I think it won round Stipe. of the year. Yeah. Did it really the first yeah, round? Yeah, I think it did. He, uh, and Stipe is very tough. I don't know how many, how many Francis shots he could take. Yeah. Um, and, and, and he wouldn't go into, I wonder, would he go into a second Stipe fight as light as he was against Cormier? Cause he, he, he came in kind of light against Daniel, which. I guess that was a strategy to, to move and fast. Cormier and came in way lighter than he did last time, too. I think both of them looked at it and said, I guess speed is what is important here. Right. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen next. I think Cormier is going to fight Jones at light heavyweight because Jones keeps saying he wants to come up and he's calling out Brock. I, look, I get it. It's a huge fight. I don't need to see Brock fight in the UFC again. I just don't. I mean, I, there's other guys I would rather see who I think have earned the shot. Again, money is money, though. So I yeah. get why you'd book that fight. That's that's an interesting fight for me. I don't want to see Brock fight for a title, but a super fight like that, I would I would be interested in. I'm also a huge wrestling fan. Oh, you are? Okay. Get, get Brock out of the ring. I don't want to see Brock wrestle anymore. So if, he, if you could get him out of the ring and put him in the octagon, I would love that. If he was only in the octagon, I would be interested. But I don't like this popping in every couple yeah. of years and... You know, I, I just either fight or don't fight. You know, easy for me to say, of course. But I mean, uh, you know, as I sit here comfortably eating an RX bar, hoping to lose six pounds before I film next week. Little fat piggy I'm turning into. Fight or don't fight, Brock. Yeah, fight or don't fight. Could you pass the pretzels with peanut butter in them? I, I am a douche. 
Um, so I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of what I want to uh, see. And we have a, a tremendous, and I'm so psyched because I'm in Buffalo performing this weekend. I'm doing gigs. So sometimes I have to watch the fight on uh, replay. Mm-hmm. And like an asshole, last week I looked at Instagram before I watched oh, no. the, uh, the China card. I didn't know how it happened. I just saw it. I'm like, fuck. So I try not to, but next week I can watch live because it's going to be on in the afternoon. Yeah, 2 p.m. on the East Coast, the main card starts. Here on the East Coast. So uh, a tremendously interesting fight. What do you think um, about, uh, obviously, let's start with the main event. Yeah. Uh, Khabib against Dustin Poirier. This is this is an awesome fight, and I've actually been getting some like interesting vibes fight week because I've seen a lot of people predict Poirier for the upset here. I've seen, I think, Michael Bisping predicted it. I think Jail Sonnen predicted it. Um, a ton of people that I've talked Jim to. Jim Norton predicted it. Jim Norton, are you going for Second Dustin Poirier, Poirier here? Yep. Wow. That, see, that's super interesting to me, but it's like, and it's always, you know, everyone's always, they look like the best of all time until they aren't. True. But Habib is just so next level for me. Like, Poirier's on a hell of a run. Poirier's on one of the best runs in light heavy, er, lightweight history. Um, and just said, you know, if I beat Habib, I'll be the, the greatest 155er of all time. He could definitely make a claim for it if he beats Habib. And if he beats him in Abu Dhabi in enemy territory, I'm excited for the atmosphere of that fight more than anything. I think I think the big fight feel, it's going to be, what do you think that'll be at? Four? I don't know, 4.30? Something like that in the afternoon. So yeah. it'll it'll be very interesting to see. And I think it's going to be kind of Habib's like coming out party is a big draw of himself because I've sure. seen that numbers are already projected really high for this. Dana's already posting about it. And uh, I think the the world will be tuning into this one. Yeah, but it's one of those things where sometimes that pressure works for you, and other times it becomes a bit overwhelming. Like again, you know, to talk about title fights, uh, Eddie Alvarez fighting Connor in the Garden. I was at that fight, and it was it felt like literally a home fight for Connor and an away yeah. fight for Eddie. It's from Philly, and sometimes the moment I think can again, I'm not saying it will be for you know. I, I know it's Habib. I just like saying Habib better. It's more satisfying to say it. <laughs> I go back and forth too. I do. I yeah. can't because I know it's Habib, and yet Habib just feels better because it's a K sound. That's why curses off K's. <laughs> um, but uh, for him, I, I, again, he handles pressure well. But you look at what Ally Quinta did with zero preparation. Yeah. Uh, and again, it could be one fucking you know you know fifty forty five. But Al was. To me, never in that much trouble, and and was in, incredibly uh, uh, aggressive, and and just he, he he didn't get tangled up on the floor and smothered and beaten. Out. He fought a good fight considering he had no tra- he was training for Paul Felder, and yeah. he fucking went five with with Habib. So, um, and again, I've said it before too, so forgive the redundancy, but Connor going into the fourth round, um, I really do think that uh, Poirier has a great shot at landing on on. on uh, on him early and in the first couple of rounds uh, stopping him. Well, look at the pressure that Poirier put on Holloway. Holloway is one of the best strikers in the UFC, without a doubt. Obviously, he came up from 145, and Poirier looked massive in there compared to Holloway. But the pressure he put on him was so crazy that, you know, Poirier's not going to get tired. I I think Poirier can go five rounds and be completely fine. So if if he does that, also a little X factor for Habib, first uh, first UFC fight with his dad in his corner. Maybe that adds extra pressure for him. Maybe that helps him out a little more. We'll see. Always see in his corner. They always say, "Follow the father plan." 
That's what they say to him. So it's like his father's always spiritually there. But right. This time he'll actually be there. It's interesting. But and can, but the question is, can Poirier go five Kirby Browns? Which means being s- fucking smothered. There's nothing more uncomfortable than watching him on top of somebody when their legs are tied up in that I little know. bow. When, when they're when uh. they're in between his his legs. I just rewatched the Michael Johnson fight, which you you were at yeah. because that was at MSG. When he's talking to Michael Johnson and he's got his legs tied up and he's saying, "Come on, give up." I, uh, you know, I have to fight for this. You know this already. And he's talking to Dana. That is the most terrifying thing in the entire world. And also, the UFC just reposted um, on their YouTube channel the full fight, Connor and Habib. So I watched that again, and they posted some new angles of the brawls, some new uh, close-ups uh. of it. And there's a hysterical moment where Dana tells him, listen, I can't put the title on you in this octagon. If I do that, people will start throwing garbage in the octagon. People will get hurt. And he says, brother. I'm ready for this. He just he just wants to do it. Habib, everything about him kind of makes me laugh, even when he went to the uh, post-fight press conference, maybe eight minutes after the brawl, and said, why are we still talking about this? I'm the greatest in the world. Connor almost killed people on that bus. <laughs> he he cracks me up. Yeah. I think I, I'm predicting Habib uh, with a victory here. I think uh, I think by decision, I think Poirier will will last the full five. Okay. Uh, yeah. Either way, I'm really, really looking forward to it. And another fight, and this is a hard one, because I like both of these guys so much. I love Edson Barboza. Uh, and I love Paul Felder, and I think Barboza's undoing tends to be guys that put him on the ground. Uh, he had a hard time against Kevin Lee, against yeah. Habib. Uh, Felder, I mean, how does anybody not like Paul Felder? How I know. does anybody not enjoy watching this fucking animal? And, and especially after you hear him commentate and you hear the, you know the kind of person he is, how do you not get behind him and root for him in every fight going forward? Yeah. Uh, I'm just looking, sorry, as we talk, it's Poirier's record. And, and again, I knew he was on a tear after that Michael Johnson loss. Um, a crazy but, tear. But when you look at uh, you're beating uh, Holloway Alvarez, to me the most impressive two are, are Pettis and Gaethje. Because uh, Justin Gaethje... finishing Gaethje. Finishing him. Uh, I mean, he is a, uh, still working on... Oh, uh, okay. Why, why am I, they, they, this is how dumb I am as a fucking <laughs> broadcaster. This is what a dope. They write a note... Because this, we're talking, we'll read it. And I read yeah, it out yeah, loud. Yeah. Like It's literally like if we were married and you kicked me under the table and I said, yeah, why are you kicking me? Like, <laughs> I'm a stupid asshole and I apologize. Uh, Justin Gaethje, do we, does he have anything lined up? He may. I, I, yeah, he, Cowboy. Oh, okay. He's right, fighting right, Cowboy right. In, in like two weeks. God damn it, I love watching him fight. If and he that loses could be the a pay-per-view eight, main event and I would buy it. Yeah, no I would titles too. involved. Is, is that the main event? Yes. But it's a, uh, that, that one is on TV or ESPN+. Plus. Yeah, he had lost to us. That's right. He had lost to Alvarez and Poirier, and then um, beat James Vick and, uh, and Barboza uh, uh, knocked out both both uh, both guys. So I, I kind of love watching him. Again, even if he loses, he's entertaining. Barboza? No, Justin. Oh, Justin. Yes. Yeah, I love Barboza too. Barboza's another guy like that, though. I I really loved what Nate Diaz said about uh, picking Jorge Masvidal and picking Anthony Pettis as his opponents. About uh, thinking back to playing Street Fighter as a kid, being like, that guy looks the coolest, he has the coolest moves, that guy looks the coolest, he has the coolest moves, I want to f- see them fight. Both of these guys are like that to me, where Edson Barboza and Paul Felder, I'm like, I would watch them fight anybody, you put them against each other, I think fight of the night right here. Yeah, it was like when uh, when Perry fought uh, Ponzinibbio, I'd been wanting to see that fight for yeah. so long, and then they finally, uh, they finally did it. You know, as far as Masvidal fighting... Uh, a- I'm sorry, against uh, Nate Diaz. I think that's a mistake from Aspidon. Again, I've said this before, too. You have to have confidence in yourself, but don't derail. You, first of all, I think Leon Edwards deserves it more than Nate does, even though Nate's a bigger name because that, you know, Leon Edwards has looked incredible and the yep. fact that him and fucking Masvidal had got the brawl and everything. Yeah, that's yeah. like a legit yeah. hatred of each other. Uh, and he's ranked higher and he's been he's been more active and he's he's been winning. 
Um, I think that's a bad fight for Masvidal to take, too, because he, he's got to be in line uh, for the winner. He has to be in line for the winner of fucking uh, uh, Covington Usman. Who, who else would be in the line? He, I guess he does have to be. At the same time, that Nate Diaz fight probably makes him more money than that title fight, right? And at the end of his career, it, it's maybe it's a balance of what he cares about more. But that fight is, the Diaz fight's there. Meaning, if he fights for the championship, if he loses, people still want to fight him Nate Diaz. See if I Diaz. True. If he wins, then he's the champion, and maybe Diaz has one more fight and then earns a side of the title. So maybe it's one more fight uh, for Diaz. Masvidal uh, kind of waits out because he just fought the fight, the yeah. winner of uh, of uh, Covington Usman, and then fights the winner of that. And then if Diaz wins his fight, you know, again, I, I do all this matchmaking. Jim, you're making a lot of sense but right I'm now. I'm always wrong, but. When Nate Diaz wants to fight, I'm like, just get him in the octagon. As quickly as you can, get him in the octagon and no no issues. Like, let's book the fight for next week and let him fight next week. I'm, I'm afraid that, you know, they're going to put this off and then Nate Diaz, we're not going to see him for another three years. You will. Give Nate the Connor trilogy, which again, yeah, is another sure. thing that's not, my, is not cool on my that. radar. But if they want to do it, I'd watch it. Yeah. Give Nate and Connor the fight because Connor's not fighting for a belt uh, anytime soon. Uh, at least I don't think so. Well, that was, I was I was going to bring up, I don't know if you saw the uh, the Tony Ferguson interview yesterday. He did with Helwani, but Tony Ferguson mentioned that he's promised, you know, the winner of this fight, as he he should be, completely deserved. Um, And he said he thinks that McGregor is going to be getting the loser of this fight. I look at that. I look at McGregor not really making any mention of Nate and Masvidal the night they or the night Nate, you know, made the call out and didn't mention McGregor. He didn't tweet anything about the fights. He usually is. I think he is locked in on getting his title shot back. And I think Dana has probably told him you know we'll do a little tournament here where tony will get the winner you will get the loser and if you beat the loser you get your next in line for the title correct that's that's what i think is going on there's also the rumors you know coming up here and there that maybe mcgregor wants to fight at msg the the aldo's coming back into the mix but we'll see about that guy i'm I'm more focused on I'm, i'm way more focused on you know, me too. Habib and Poirier this and I don't think I don't think Habib would give Conor a rematch right now. No. I think that here's maybe Conor waits, and if uh, if Poirier wins, even though Conor lost to Habib, he still may get the shot. Even though Ferguson was promised and Ferguson deserves it, Conor against anybody is a massive money. Fight. And you show the you show the highlight of like Conor knocking him out. It's like, look, Conor yeah. knocked the champ out. You know what? Can he do it again? Right. How do you, and how do you? Then again, how do you sell it to fight fans that Ferguson's not getting the shot? You sell it, you give him Habib, and you're like, this is the fight that we've tried to book a thousand times, That's right. and now we're finally giving it to you. You know, you put it on the undercard that. or something. Would he take that or no? I don't think so. I think it I think it would be so insulting to not give him the title shot after all this. Yeah, and Connor and Habib not as a title fight, I don't see that happening at all. No. Definitely not. There's too much at stake if it's a title fight. Unless it's like they're both like 40, they still hate each other, and they do the grudge Absolutely. match. You know, Sylvester yeah. Stallone and De Niro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Con- Connor losing to Habib again, not for a title. There's zero upside. So I think that he'll take a Nate fight. Um, that's my guess. He will fight Nate again in the trilogy. And I'm not interested in another Connor Habib fight. I don't know how familiar you are with how deep my Connor fandom runs. Oh, you love him. I love Connor. He's my favorite. I've pro- I ah. protested all his court dates. I got had to oh, go to funny. I had to go to court. I got a whole summons for unreasonable noise outside his court dates. It's a whole thing. Connor, I want to see fight guys like Edson Barboza, fight guys like Paul Felder, fight guys like Nate Diaz, Anthony Pettis, Dustin Poirier. I want to see interesting striking sure. matchups that are going to be fun fights. I don't want to see him fight these wrestlers that are going to take him down and try to fight their fight. Yeah. Like at this point, Connor's got nothing else to prove. Go fight some fun fights, make the, the rest of your money, and get out of the game young.
Yeah, I, I, you know, I have mixed feelings about him. I respect. I don't love Connor at all, but I, I respect him a lot as a fighter. And I think people again forget how good of a fighter he is because he's Definitely. so. But he's got to stop with this shit. The smashing a phone, fucking hitting some old. It's, it's like agreed. You're starting to fall into that, and it's like John Jones lost a couple of prime years because of nonsense. And it's like he's still very young, and he's he got a career ahead of him. But it's like, what are you doing, man? You're like, you're, yeah. you're the biggest, you're probably the biggest athlete in all the sports it's, right now. It's the path that so many fighters go down. So yeah. it's like tough to watch, especially when it's like one of your guys. And Connor's a guy that came to superstardom. He rose to superstardom so quickly that it's like, it feels like it happened overnight where he's a superstar and then all of a sudden he's going down the path. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. We fight now. How, we, oh, we don't have any, uh, we don't have any uh, Skype or anything like that. What? It's blocked. Oh, okay. Oh, no. Uh, Don Madge, how you doing, Don? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Doing very well. Um, and you're in uh, Abu Dhabi, obviously. How long have you been there? Um, we've been here since uh, since yesterday, yesterday morning. Uh, and what kind of time adjustment is that for where you live? I- I'm not sure where you uh, where you live full time. I live in uh, Johannesburg, South Africa. It's, it's actually only two hours ahead, so it's pretty much on the same same uh, timeline. Oh, nice. Okay, and what is what is Johannesburg like? I, I've heard that parts of it are beautiful and parts of it are kind of dangerous. I've never spent any time in South Africa. Um, you know, South Africa is a really it's a beautiful place. It, it, I mean, like most countries, it has ups and downs. We do we do struggle with with crime, which is a bit of a bit of a disappointing one. But otherwise, other than that, you know, South Africa is a beautiful place, and I'm, I love to call it my home. Okay, have you been to the states yet? I have. I have. I've been to California. Uh, I've been to California twice and to Vegas. Um, I've been out there with uh, Chris Seiborg helping her for camps. Oh, okay. And when you went to Vegas for the first time, is that some kind of a... What, what is it like to be in Las Vegas for the first time as an adult? <laughs> um, it's, it, was, it, was a bit, it was a bit of a, a shock to me, you know, because I've never been to in, any place like that before. Um, but I was, I was there, I was there for, for business. I wasn't really there to, to party. But um, I, definitely look back to, I definitely look forward to going back and having a good time in Vegas. Yeah, I was there for business as well, but it didn't stop me uh, for <laughs> making phone calls at 2 o'clock in the morning that I shouldn't have made. Um, and I ask you about Abu Dhabi. Are you doing anything when you're there? I'm always amazed, like, guys, like, because before a fight, if I have to work, I won't do anything before uh, I do it when I get to the town. Do you do anything when you get there, or do you just kind of sit in the hotel, or do you actually go out and explore? No, man, I'm, I, I like to just, just relax. You know, I train, I train a lot when I'm back home, and I don't really ever get much time to... To sort of just unwind and relax, so I use I use fight week as my my downtime, and then um, obviously on Saturday nights I have to I have to do my job, and then I'll I'll explore. I'm here for a couple a couple of days after the fight, so I'm gonna explore um, explore the place a little bit. Okay. I think everyone's really looking forward to seeing you get back in the octagon. You know, it's been almost a year since you fought. You took some time off, as you mentioned, to help Chris Cyborg train for her bout against Amanda Nunez. What was that decision like? You know, taking time off yourself and kind of helping a training partner. Um, well, you know, I, I I helped her for her her original fight with um, Holly Holm um, in 2017, and that's actually how I got to know her. And um, she 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 in part is is a big big reason as to why I'm in the UFC. You know, I think being out there with her, helping her with that camp, got got a lot of exposure for me and and helped me get into the UFC. So you know, I, I owe her a lot, and I'm I'm always I'm always ready to to help people that have been good to me. So after my fight, I flew out to California pretty much like three days after after my fight, and um, I was there for two months. So I didn't really have time to get into my own training camp, and then I had some uh, I had some man- managerial sort of ch- 
changes in my life. So I was kind of put on the put on ice for a little while, then injuries, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it definitely wasn't my choice to wait this long to get a fight. But now that I'm now that I'm back, I'm definitely going to try and stay more active. And the fight with uh, Amanda that Cyborg had, obviously, you know, look, anybody can get caught, and I think Amanda might hit a little harder than people expect. What do you think happened in that? Did did she underestimate Amanda striking? Did she have a different plan? What do you think happened besides her just getting caught? Uh, man, honestly, to, if, if I'm going to be completely honest, I think she just got emotional. And, um, you know, as, as a fighter, emotion is probably your, your, your... It could be your biggest tool or your biggest weakness. So... I think for her, she got too emotional in the fight, and um, and that's that's what cost her. Uh, you said recently that that your opponent would be lucky to make it out of the first round with you on Saturday. I'm always interested. You got a short notice opponent. Do you feel more pressure to finish him, being he is a short notice opponent? Um, you know, my opponents or anyone that I'm fighting or whatever scenario that I'm in doesn't put pressure on me. I put pressure on myself. I put pressure on myself every single time I step in there. And the reason I say he's lucky to get out of the first round with me is because everyone's lucky to get out of the first round with me. If you look at my record, most of my finishes are in the first round. I come out to finish guys in the first round. So, um, you know, if he gets out of the first round with me, then good, good, good for him. And, um, you know, he better, he better be praying that I don't, um, I, don't, I don't put him away early in the second. And you took it. You said it was, it was a year off. Were you nursing any kind of injury as you were helping Chris, uh, or did you took off just to help her, or was there something going on with you that you figured, hey, now that I'm off, I can I can help her and do kind of kill two birds with one stone? Um, so straight after the fight, I, I didn't have any injuries, and I was out there helping her. And um, you know, I'm I'm the type I'm the type of guy I like to be prepared for fights. I like to I like to put in a full camp, and I like to be with my team, with my coach, etc. Uh, so I didn't I wasn't going to try and sort of do my camp in the states and then take another fight so I wanted to get back and get back into my routine and then obviously when I did get back I had a couple couple niggles a few neck injuries etc but um you know it's part of the sport you know no one no one ever goes into a fight 100% it's uh it's part of the game but it it was it was more it was more just about the the changing of of management companies and stuff that that kind of put me on ice Oh, okay. Uh, I meant to ask your original opponent, Magomed uh, Mustafiv, he dropped out and it wasn't disclosed why. Are you aware why he dropped out of this fight? I, I, I'm, I'm still not 100% sure. Apparently he had some health issues. Um, when I got the call originally, he, I was told that first he was injured and then they got back to me and they're like, no, it might be a USADA thing. And then I was like, well, okay, let's, let's see what happens. And then afterwards I was contacted and I was told that it was health issues, so I'm not. I'm not exactly sure. I know that he did put out a statement about what had happened to him, but uh, the exact details weren't disclosed. And it was. It's written here, and so I hope it's right. Uh, now, do you paint your fingernails? <laughs> yes, I do. Oh, okay. Is there a reason behind that, or a significance? Um, you know, this is the reason why. You know, people are asking. You're 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 interested. Everyone everyone keeps asking me why I'm uh, why I'm painting my nails. You know, you know what that does for me. It just brings more attention to me and my fight. Oh, okay. What color do you paint them? Black. Oh, you, okay, black. Hell yeah. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. there's a yeah. Cause I, I paint my nails black when I when I play bass on stage. Do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Because we're, well, we're sometimes, you know, sometimes I'll band. rock like pink or blue or whatever. But uh, you know, for the fight, I like I like to keep it black. Now, has anybody commented on it or tried to use it against you? Or I guess it's not like they're catching you. It's not like you get caught without socks and your toes are painted. <laughs> That's a little bit different. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I mean, I've, I've, had, I've had a couple people say some comments about it, and, you know, whatever. 
it, it doesn't matter because they, like most of the time if I, if I have an opponent and he says something about it you know he still has to get into the octagon with me he still has to get in there with me and fight me and, and if you're going to call someone like a wuss or whatever because they're wearing um, nail polish and you get your ass kicked by them well then you know who's the who's really the worst then i fucking love that yeah i absolutely <laughs> love that whole mentality yeah you should paint the, if you really want to do it paint them red paint them red that will really get into somebody's head because they'll be so angry going i can't lose to him if he's got red nails they'll make a mistake <laughs> maybe just like the 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 ring finger you paint that one red and we know it's for unfiltered Yes, okay, for I'll us. Do, I'll, I'll do that for Saturday, for sure. You'll an, see an, my, red, my, red, uh, my red pointer finger. Thank yes. you. Yeah, a nod to us. Yes. Yes. I mean, why not? We deserve it. Um, now, you said uh, Chris got too emotional, and you're probably right. Do you ever have that uh, problem? Do you ever, like, again, I've always talked about Aldo uh, Connor. When you see how somebody is so angry or so upset about something, they come in and they make a mistake. Uh, do you try to take it into somebody's head like that, or has anybody ever affected you like that? No, I'm, I'm, in general, I'm not really a, an emotional type of guy. I like to, I like to look at everything uh, from a sort of third-person point of view. I, I, I try to take myself out of situations. And it's the same when I fight. When I go in there, I don't see a person, a body, or anything like that. I just have a goal, and I have a, a mission to do, and that's exactly what I do. And uh, what did you do before you fought? I've only ever fought. No, that's your only job. Awesome. I, uh, so... I when I was uh, when I was 14, I had my first uh, my first Muay Thai fight, and I got out of the I walked out of the ring. I walked up to my mom and I hugged her and I said, "Mom, I'm a pre- professional fighter," and uh, that's all I've ever done from the, my entire life. As soon as I finished as soon as I finished school, I flew to Thailand. I was living there for four years, and as soon as I got back from Thailand, I started MMA. Wait, you flew uh, from Johannesburg to Thailand to train? I was um, actually living in Cape Town. I'm actually originally from Cape Town. Okay. Um, I, I actually, I actually had to arrange. First of all, I had to. I shortened my school career. I did um, my last three years and two years just because I wanted to get done with school and uh, so I can pursue my my fighting career. And um, I had to get special authorization to write extra early so that I could catch my flight to Thailand. Whoa. Really? So, so yeah, man, I this is all. This is all I've ever known. It's all I've ever done. So, as a kid, before you're fighting, obviously, is there something that motivated you to train to begin with? Like, um, well, I mean, I've always been athletic. I've always, I've always played sports. Um, but I've been doing martial arts since I was six years old. You know, I, 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 the first time I stepped into a martial arts studio, I was, I was six years old. I started with karate and judo and, um, and it just kind of progressed from there. You know, my entire family's been in martial arts and sports. So I just kind of followed in everyone's footsteps. And, uh, and how much, uh, jujitsu or wrestling do you do? Oh man, <laughs> that's all I do. Okay, <laughs> that's all I do. I've been um, I'm a I'm almost a black belt now in jujitsu. I um, I've been doing jujitsu for almost ten years. Uh, I started I started while I was still fighting Muay Thai, but it was more just like a hobby on the side. I actually started when I was really young, but I got bored. You know, when you're a kid, you're not really that interested in like learning little techniques. You just want to hit things, and well, I did, <laughs> and um, but. When I was doing my Muay, my Muay Thai career, I was I was training jiu-jitsu on the side, but it was more just a hobby, just because I enjoy martial arts in general. But then, as soon as I came back to South Africa, I started full time. And uh, I train, man, I train jiu-jitsu three times, sometimes four times a day, man. I'm 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 always on the mat. I, if if you walk in, if you walk into my gym, my team, you always see me on the mat. That's a great point too. As a kid. It's much sexier the idea of just knocking somebody yeah. out with a roundhouse kick, a kick or a fucking uh, you know a punch than 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 an arm bar or you know improving your position. You know it's just not something yeah. that an eight year old wants to hear. It's it's 
it is true, man. I mean, it's 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 a mentality thing, you know. I think I think everyone sort of veers towards certain things, you know. I was I was that type of kid that I wanted to hit people. I wanted to hit shit. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to like <clears throat> get my emotions out, you know. <clears throat> Sorry. You all right? You good? Yeah, I'm choking. Sorry. Oh yeah. <laughs> Take a second. Don't make a noise so we know you're alive. No, no, I'm good. All right, oh, okay, Jesus Christ! You know how pissed Dana would be if we killed a fighter Ooh. by talking to him. That was tough. <laughs> really would have been a bad, bad luck. Oh uh, boy, no! I mean, not, not that we wouldn't care about you, but who would we get fired? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, man. This is the first time we've had you on the show. It was good talking to you, and uh, and, and good luck on uh, Saturday. What, what time is the fight Saturday for you? For us on the East Coast here. It is, uh, it's in the afternoon. What time is it for you guys? Normal, you know, 10 p.m. main event uh, start time? Yeah, so the, the main event, st- the main card starts at 10 p.m., right. but I, my fight's at 6, 6.15. Make sure you're tuned in early. Yeah, Don listen, match. yeah, good, good talking to you, Don. And hey, Thank uh, you for having me, guys. Yeah, we'll talk to you again, definitely. If you get into uh, New York, please come see us live. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. All right, be good. Thank you. Cheers. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Very nice guy. I'll tell you what, when he said all I've ever known is fighting, yeah. I shit my pants a little bit. That yeah. was that was super intimidating. His accent, he sounded so cool when he yeah. said it. Yeah. And there are guys like that. There are guys who just went into the martial arts as a kid. I'm always in, like interested in what makes you, like is it because you grow up, like any Philadelphia fighter, you don't have to ask. It's, nope. I lived yeah. in Philly, <laughs> yeah. I got beaten up, and I fucking had to fight. With I remember the same lunch. thing, got beaten up, so I had to start training. But I feel like more and more it's going to be, especially with these younger guys, I was a big fan of the UFC. So yeah. I decided I wanted to start rolling. And they're or all I listened to Joe Rogan's podcast. That's you right. Know, like crazy stuff like that that's bringing people into this world of martial arts. But yeah. And they all take mixed martial arts. Like there's very few guys that just take taekwondo or karate yeah. or jiu Like they take everything now because, you know, so you see a guy who's like 24 or 25. And that's why a lot of the older fighters start having trouble with these fucking younger yeah. guys because they do everything wrong. Remember when Rory McDonald was first like breaking on the scene? That was like the right. big appeal of him. It's like this kid has been training all of martial arts his entire life. He didn't start with one thing and transfer. Like he's been training mixed martial arts. What was his last fight in the UFC? Was it Wonderboy? Yeah, I think it was, and it was, it was loss, you know, it's yeah. kind of a boring like. Yeah, and he's, uh, I know he left the organization after that too, right? Yeah, he is. He is with Bellator right now. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I always liked watching him too. Yeah, he's I, there. He's their welterweight champ. Oh, he is. All yeah. right, good for him. I should just fought watch at MSG. Other, I don't watch other organizations at all. I don't know why I don't keep up. I mean, they're all legit fighters. I just yeah. 
It's hard enough to really, keep up all you need is not even just legit fighters, but you need good matches. So we do like with uh, Barstool, we do rough and rowdy. It's backwards boxing with uh, rednecks. We saw right. it on pay per view. Yeah, he, he commentates with us. Yeah. So like you know they're horrible fighters, but they're very entertaining fights because they're matched up perfectly. That's right. And yeah. when, are they bare knuckle or no? No. So it's amateur boxing. So it's oh, okay. you know sixteen ounce or fourteen ounce gloves, and then headgear for some states, no headgear for others. And how is Burr? I'm sure he's a good because uh, he's just such a fucking he's such a crazy person he's, to begin with. He's incredible. Bill Burr, for me, uh, like he's kind of my generation of comedians, you know, sure. like all you guys. I think he's the funniest person that's ever walked the face of the you earth. You love like, Bill. Bill is, I, I think he's so funny, and I'm a big fan of his podcast, especially, like yep. even more than his stand up. He's my favorite comedian, but his podcast, podcast, it just makes me laugh harder. And that's how he is with Rough and Rowdy. He sounds like the Bill from his podcast, I feel like, because he's just, he's very chill. He just sits back, watches the fights, and makes funny ass Bill Burr, you know, comments. He's amazing that he can talk. That long alone and keep a flow going, like it, it's, it's crazy. It's really, week after week, twice a week. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's definitely something wrong with him that he can do that because <laughs> he does it well. Yeah, um, yeah, dude. Yeah, he's just so fucking. <laughs> he's so nuts. Uh, what about Curtis Blades? Do we have Curtis Blades coming on. Awesome. I really hate that we. Oh, it's blocked. The, the internet's blocked. Yeah. He's got to have one of the best nicknames in all of the UFC, right? Razor Blades. Yeah, that's kind of kind of awesome. What was he gonna say? I guess it has to. Yeah, Curtis true. Marshmallow Blades would sound <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Curtis Happy Blades. I would go Curtis Lightsaber Blades. That would work well. Kind of sick, huh? Yeah. A little nerdy reference. We're good in there. Mower. One of those, yeah. you know. Yeah, Razor Blades is good. Uh, he's fighting uh, uh, Shamil Abdul uh, Abdurakimov. You not you nailed that. Pronunciation. Yeah, you know I'm fifty fifty with the long names. <laughs> Once you get them though, you can you can never not get them. They're always yeah. there, um, and they are of course on the main card. Very very interesting uh, fight. Curtis in his last three, he uh, you know TKO'd uh, Alistair and then lost uh, to Francis, and then the decision against Justin Wolf. Oh great great, we have uh, Curtis. Hey Curtis, is he here? Oh, you're calling him. I, oh, I, oh, yeah. I was under the impression we got him, too. So I said, well, Curtis, he nods. And I go, hello, Curtis, like an asshole. <laughs> Curtis, an interesting fighter, too, because he's so well-rounded. And, and, you know, he could knock yeah, he could knock out anyone in this division. And then he also has the most takedowns in heavyweight division history. Yeah, he's, uh, I was really, I was, I, I mean, I love Ngannou, but I was disappointed in that yeah. last fight. I wanted to see what would happen if he, like, had Francis improved uh, his takedown defense at all. You know, apparently, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> a fucking, you know, a booming fist. A little bit, yeah. But uh, I, w I would like to see Francis again. I wanted to see him have to deal with that, because if he's going to fight Stipe again, you know that he's going to get pressed up against the cage again. Yep. Uh, does he have any ability now to, to stop that or turn that around? I'm sure he's been working on it. And the cardio, obviously. We want to see how long Francis can last because his cardio left him very quickly against Stipe. It did, but I also think, and he admitted, and this is why I like Francis, because he admitted he was overconfident. He underestimated yeah. his opponent, um, which, you know, Stipe, again, had a, a, fought a very smart fight, lay on him. Just fucking put your, you know, 245 pounds on top of him on his back. And he yeah, no thanks. Be, no one's done that to him yet. So, I mean, uh, it, was, uh, it was a smart fight by Steve. I, I don't know if he'd be able to do that again. Would Francis be ready for that? But even if you're ready for it, who knows? And after, you know, withstanding that war, withstanding the war he was in with Daniel Cormier, where they were just trading blows back and forth, it's like, could he sustain those shots again through even one round? Who knows? Um, you mean uh, Stipe? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was amazing that he's lost three rounds badly. And then he starts going to the body. And I would love to ask Cormier, what, why were you not, why was there no defense for that? I know. As soon as he, it was like a video game, you know, when when you land something in a video game and you start just button mashing, hitting yeah. the same thing over and over again. That and fucking every left. time he hit it, I was like, 
yeah, even watching the replay, I cringe, and I think about like the time I got my appendix removed. I'm like, oh, I bet that was worse. Mine burst. <laughs> oh, my, when mine I was, was very close. I was, uh, I think I was eight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't remember. Maybe very sick. I had an ugly scar. I got, I got, I got little scars. Oh, you do see you're yeah. younger, man. Yeah, I was the older. new age. The new age doctors really pieced me up. Fuck nice. yeah! Back in 1975, it was fucking <laughs> open this little douchebag and pull his appendix out. And that was they, what they ripped did. it out with their bare hands. They really did. I was, I think I was awake. Um, so, uh, before we just talk before that, I'm losing my. We're talking mind. about Francis and Steve because we're getting uh, Curtis on the yeah, line. Yeah, and that, that that left again to to Cormier's body. I would love to ask. Uh, uh, Stipe, why he didn't think to do that earlier. And again, I know in a fight it's hard to say, but yeah. it, it was such an obvious weapon once he started it. This, you could see the look on Cormier's face, just like, oh, every fuck, dreading it. Yeah. And I don't think, I, I was, Stipe didn't throw enough kicks. I was surprised that he wasn't going to the legs enough. And I would just love to ask Cormier, what, what was going through your mind? Like, why didn't you shoot for a takedown? Or what was made it? Because he was going in like with his hands down at one point. Like he had no respect for Cocky, Stipe's power. Yeah. yeah, like what are you doing, man? Yeah, it's crazy, crazy fucking, moves. Stipe did knock out uh, Verdum and he was, uh, you know, he was kind walking of back. Around yeah. the ring, yeah, the rain, the cage. Um, I would Overeem, love to ask him. another one yeah. knocked out over him. I would love to ask again. When, when you ask a fighter, why did you do that? Sometimes they don't hindsight. Know. You know, it's always twenty twenty for some people. Sometimes they don't know, but yeah. Ah, we have uh, Curtis Blades. Hello, Curtis. How you doing, man? We're, I'm doing very well. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Now I, I ask everyone when we talk to them, uh, how long have you been in Abu Dhabi? Um. It's been about 24 hours almost. Oh, you just got there. Yeah, okay. Some guys uh, went in a little early. Yeah. Now, do you have an adjustment period when you go somewhere, or do you like to just kind of relax, or are you a person that goes out and sees everything? Uh, I guess it just depends on the day. I'm not, I don't really uh, have any plans or anything. It's just spur of the moment if we do do anything. And I think the last time we talked to you was before... And again, I could be incorrect if it was... Uh, oh, no, was it after the last uh, Francis fight? I just don't remember. It might have been after the fight. Uh, but you, you did well against... Uh, you fought well against Justin Willis. And, and now, after that loss to Francis, it, was, it, it would have been easy for some guys to get kind of disheartened. So what did you do to kind of get yourself ready for this next fight and not allow it to get to you? Um, uh, I think we did uh, speak after that. I mean, I got over it, like, both. Or I got back back to the states. I mean, it's just a part of the game. Um, when you're going against high level guys, and he is a high level guy, that you can lose, you can win or you can lose, and he just happened to be the better man that day. Okay, yeah, we probably did cover this. My memory sucks, so a lot of times I'll, <laughs> no, ask, no. I'll probably ask you three <laughs> questions. Like, I'm going to ask you in five minutes, when did you get to Abu Dhabi? I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, Curtis, you, you beat Justin Willis, you put on a great performance, and then you get offered this fight against, uh, Shamil, I'm gonna try to pronounce this last name, Abdurakimov? Abdurakimov. Abdurakimov. Oh, wow, you guys are way better than I am. Uh, he's ranked number 10 in the heavyweight division, you're ranked number 4. Kind of a risky fight for you, right? Because some people could look at this and say, how could you move up, you know, from beating the number 10? What was the thought process like, getting offered this fight, and then eventually accepting it, and do you consider this risky for you? No, it's not risky. Uh, I'm paid to fight, and that's how I earn my living. So I need a paycheck. Can't I can't be waiting around for a top four guy to call me out. So they offered me Shamil. I said yeah. And, and you were kind of indicating that you wanted the next shot uh, at the belt. Now you were saying that uh, before this fight. Are you saying if you win this fight, you would you would like to get the uh, 
the next shot at the title? Or do you think that Stipe is going to get... Because to me, just Ngannou has looked so good uh, recently. After those uh, uh, losses to, to Stipe and Derek Lewis, he's looked so good. Uh, so I, I don't know who's going to get the, the, the title shot next. I don't think they give Cormier an immediate rematch. So do, are you looking at maybe if they fight the, the, the winner of that fight? Or what's your thought to get uh, a title shot? Uh, I have no idea. Like the heavyweight <laughs> divisions right now, is, it hurts my brain to even think about all the variables, all the possibilities it could go. It could go a million ways. I could get a title shot. It could go to Ngannou. It could go. They. It could give it to D. D. C. It could. It could give it to Anthony Johnson. I hear he's on the way back. So, or John Jones. It could bump up. I. It's a million possibilities right now. Yeah, Anthony Johnson coming back in. He is going to go to heavyweight, I think. But I, I, I think mean, he, he has to at this point. Yeah. He bulked up a ton since he left the UFC. He's a giant man at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I don't think he gets a title shot. I think he has to fight probably twice. Before even being, I mean, you just can't. There's too many guys up, you know, kind of. You'd be surprised. The UFC loves their money fights. They do, uh, but I, I don't see even you know, Rumble as much as he's an exciting fighter. I, I I don't see him coming in and being any more interesting than watching you fight somebody or Derek Lewis fight somebody uh, or Francis or Junior. Like you or know. Derek Lewis. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe yeah. he gets. I I True. have no idea. Derek Lewis with just... another win could be up there. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, well yeah, especially since Cormier is not the uh, yep not 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 the champion anymore. What did you think of the? Uh, I'm sure you watch other fights. Um, what did you think of Stipe and, and and Cormier? That was an interesting fight, especially how it it ended. Yeah, um, I thought how it went down this fight was how I kind of predicted it to go the first time. But like I said, it's a fight, so you never really always want to win. But that's how I had predicted it would go down. When you look at a guy like Cormier, who they, this corner kind of wanted him to to wrestle. They wanted they they wanted him to. And have you been in those positions where your corner wants you to do something that uh, for some reason you're either mentally unable to or physically incapable of doing in that moment, or you just it, it gets. And Cormier was honest. He said there's something about punching somebody in the face that feels good. Like he wanted. He to, he I think fell in love with it. He fell in love with it. He wanted the knockout. Uh, have Have you fallen into that where the, your corner's telling you something, and uh, you find that you're just feeling something else in the cage? I mean, that happens sometimes in uh, in practice, like in, in sparring rounds. But you no, know, in the octagon the, during a live fight, I listen. Whatever they tell me to do, if they tell me to strike, I'll strike. If they tell me to put them on the floor, I put them on the floor. Or if they just leave it up to me, uh, sometimes they just feel I know what to do best, and and uh, I I listen to myself. But whatever they, if they give me a specific order i do my best to carry it out uh you do okay and, and even in the moment you'll make those adjustments uh like you know i always amaze that fighters can hear the corner and actually make sense of what they're saying and translate that you know because you again everything is in a millisecond uh, and how well can you really example, hear the corner when the crowd's going a wild good example you know? of that would probably be um during my alistair fight at the end of the first round when he had me in that uh hill hook I hadn't been in that situation before, so immediately my ears perked up, and I could hear my uh, my jujitsu coach telling me uh, step by step what to do, grabbing the hands, going butt to butt, ways to get out, and it worked. So I always have belief in my coaches. I would would never deliberately just ignore them. 
And that's, but that's incredible, the ability to process it and make it work so fast, especially since the other guy's hearing it. Definitely, yeah. That's what yeah. I've always been amazed at. If one guy's Brazilian and one guy's, you know, Russian, all right, that's fine. But when both guys speak English or both guys speak the same language, the it's fact like, that yeah, you grab his left hand, it's like, I'm going to move my left hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but if you lose, he moves his left hand, that's what I want. So then it creates a scramble. It, either he's going to react and give me an opportunity to scramble, or he's not going to react and I'm going to carry out the the order my my coach gave me. Okay, so you're not uh, you're, you're not necessarily focused on a shot at the title yet. Not, of course, you would take it and you would like one. Yeah. Um, course, yeah. But but you know, it, it, I, I'm not saying that you know, you, Shamia, whatever happens, happens. But let's just say you do get the win. Um, is there anybody that you would have your eye on afterwards, or would you be uh, fairly adamant about wanting uh, a winner of whoever Stipe fights next? Um. Honestly, I. See after this fight, uh, all goes well. Junior. Junior, interesting fight. I like that fight a lot. Yeah, I think that's a good call out. And uh, yeah. and and then you think uh, maybe if you beat Junior, then you're yeah. in line for a title shot. Yeah, and I'd be a lot more adamant about it. I would feel like I truly deserve it, and by then the division will have cleared up a bit more. And you are the heaviest favorite on this card. I don't know if you. Pay attention to odds and stuff like that as a fighter. Do you really. <laughs> know? Were you even aware that you were the heaviest favorite on the card? No, I never look at odds. I'm not into betting. Oh, all right. I guess fuck it then. We'll move on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it really, he's right. It really is a gambling thing. Like, yeah, you know. it, it, it's very. It is very gambling. I was. I'm just always curious to sure. see like whether or not, especially when fighters come in as huge underdogs, like are are they coming in super insulted with a chip on their shoulder? Like, if you're a heavy favorite, are you like, oh fuck, I better win these people their money. Like, I was huh. actually the. Favorite, I think, both times I've fought in Ghana. So that just tells you what, the, what Vegas knows about MMA. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> and again, obviously your plan on, on a guy like Francis, when you, when you watch what Stipe did, is to get in and, and take him down or push him up against the cage. But it's obviously yeah. easier said than done. I mean, it's a great strategy, but, yeah. you know, there's obviously he's, he's not going to object to that. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I feel I need to do. We... When we do fight again, uh, I need to get him on the ground or at least get him on the cage and gas him out because I think everyone knows it's not really a secret. He doesn't have the best conditioning in the world. So, Yeah, it'd be interesting to see because the uh, if, if he has improved that at all or has he done anything for I that. I doubt it. You don't think don't, so? Wow. I think he believes in that right hand of his, and, and I don't blame him, but I think he he just believes in it so much. He's like... Why do I need cardio? I'm getting this guy on the first round. You know, I wonder, because, I, again, I just before we talked to you, spoke about one thing I liked about Francis was his honesty after the Stipe loss, which was admitting that he underestimated his opponent. Most guys won't do that. I mean, most guys wouldn't underestimate the fucking, you know, the reigning champion either. <laughs> but, I mean, the, the, the fact that he was honest about that, and then when you saw him fight Derek, he, he, he literally, they was so happy. I was at that fight, people were booing, because nobody really wanted to pull the trigger. Lewis yeah. said he had a bad back. But then against your, yourself and against uh, Junior and Kane, he seems to have just kind of something clicked for him. And maybe it is belief in the right hand. Uh, I don't know. But I hope that he wouldn't be foolish enough to, to not have at least worked on that and think that that could happen to him again, either with a guy like you or a guy like Stipe, keeping up against the cage. I mean, I think it's just, it's just hard to teach an old, do old dog new tr tr tricks. You know, he's sure. been get by with having bad conditioning for majority of his career so it was kind of hard just to flip a switch and conditioning at heavyweight is is not 
it's very hard. Like we're big guys, it's very hard to move our bodies up and down, bouncing and getting up and down. And a lot of big guys just don't want to do it. That's why you don't see that many heavyweights like at this uh, level. Because not a lot of dudes who even have the conditioning of Ngannou. Like it's just most most big guys just want to stand and bang because it's easier just to swing your arms than it is to like move on the ground and get up and get up and down and all that stuff. So that's why I feel like I think I'm the best conditioned heavyweight in the game right now. I I have no problem grinding guys out for 15, 25 minutes. What is that's, your? That's just my style. I'm sorry, Curtis. What What is your least favorite thing to do when you train? Uh, lifting weights. I'm not a fan of lifting. Same. Really? Yeah. Now, why is that? Uh-huh. Is it boring or is it just because they're heavy? I mean, like, what is it that you uh-huh. don't like about it? I'm just. I've never been a meathead. I've never been into getting in the gym and just. I'm one of those guys who I I need a coach to like force me to to pick up a weight. I don't like to lift weights. I just don't. <laughs> well, listen, man. It's always good watching you uh, fight. You're on the main card, and uh, you know, as Robbie said, you are the most heavily fight. Again, not that that means anything to you, but uh, you know, good luck this. I'll uh, be interested to see. I I would like to see you get what you want this this Saturday. Um, uh, just to see if you get junior after and then what happens after that. Because you're obviously not going anywhere, so you're, you're going to be in the yeah. top no, 10 for here. a long time. I'm here for a long time, not a short time. Thank you, Curtis. It's always good talking to you, man, and and uh, and good luck on uh, Saturday. I hope you do well. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right, take care. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Do right. um, you think he would paint a fingernail for us? I didn't think to ask him. I didn't think to. I wouldn't ask him. <laughs> no, no, no. That's so no, out I, of the left field. You know, yeah. if somebody's already painted the nails, you could ask him to change color. But to ask him out like Curtis Blades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, could you paint your fingernail? Yeah, it's just, he would say probably not. Yeah. Nah, man. Nah. His fist would come through this earphone and punch me somehow. Yeah, I've seen him in person once. I've been next to him once. He's a giant guy. But they, I mean, they're all huge. Yeah. We had Francis in once. And, it, you know, it's like, I literally, you feel like a six-year-old. His fist is the size of my head. I interviewed him and literally made him show the camera. I, made, I said, put your fist up to my head. It confused the shit out of him. I don't think he likes me for it, but we made it happen. Isn't it crazy, like, as a male, when you look at, that's what the species has to offer. Oh, like, my God. Like, that's my genetic competition. I'm, I'm, the same, I'm the same human, like, we're the same organism? Yeah. Come on. No We're way. competing. If you look at an animal level, like, you're competing with guys like Francis and Kane and Junior, and all these guys are, are genetic competition. We're not competing. We're not competing. There's no. no competing going on. On the scale of animals, though. Like, you know what I mean? Like, as far as being human, the animal, we are in competition to seed 
and to see like it's uh, just yeah i guess so that's why you know but you, Tell have you what, we're losing the competition <laughs> we, we all have these little things you know what i mean i, I like my glasses you know that, yeah. that's why god gives bad eyesight or nature gives bad eyesight totally so so you know we all know where we stand we even it out yeah, yeah. francis you get the you get the left hook i get the you know minus yeah. 6.75 vision <laughs> Listen, man. Uh, so you think it's going to be uh, Habib? You're taking Barbosa Felder. Let's just do the. Uh, the you know, we don't yeah. have to do all the whole card. Yeah. Uh, I like I like Felder in that fight. Yeah, I kind of do too. Although, I mean, he does throw leg kicks. Uh, but Barbosa, I love watching guys who kick. I love watching guys yeah. who ruin guys' legs. But you know, and, you know, like Jose Aldo, who just hasn't done it like he used to. I don't know why they stop unless they're afraid they're, they're too vulnerable to to being hit after a kick. I, I don't know See, exactly. Even the game has changed a little bit to where, and, and Robin Black has talked about this, uh, to where like when Jose Aldo was at the top of the world as the featherweight champ of the world, like MMA was entering that kind of Brazilian. Brazilians were coming in and implementing the like leg kick, you leg kick me, I'll leg kick you. Then we start to do a little exchange. Like MMA has moved away from that a little bit in that I think people are getting way better disrupting the timing of people trying to throw leg kicks. Oh, uh, yeah. So I think people are getting used to it and you're seeing less of it. I'm sure it'll eventually catch up and we'll see more of them and then people will get better at, you know, doing that. But, you know, young sport. Yeah, you watch enough, uh, also enough videos of people catching leg kicks. Well, yeah. you know, you watch that Anderson Silva Weidman video. Oh. It probably does not inspire you to throw. Yeah, one. no, disgusting. I love when people could throw the question mark kick. Anyone that could throw a question mark kick is like a great fighter in my my. What is the who's the last one? I, I want to say it was Wonder Boy is the last one I saw throw that. I mean, Holly Holly could definitely throw it well. Yes, um, she threw it against Beth uh, Bechkohea, knocked her out with it. Um, Holly, uh, that Shevchenko's over eye was just a pretty standard head kick. Brutal. Yeah. Really brutal. Yeah. Which, by the way, we had a, we had a title change over the weekend, um, in the strawweight division. That's right. Strawweight division is one of the best divisions in the UFC, I think. Yeah, and I did, uh, I don't think I had the right round, but I did pick, uh, Zhang to win that fight. I saw you went 2-0, even the co-main event, you picked, uh, the Leech. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, again, I, her, uh, I didn't see Andrade getting knocked out in the... First round, it might have been second or third, uh, but she's just too. I would love to know what she walks around at because she's so compact. She literally has. Uh, if 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 there was a female version of Henry Cejudo, the build she yeah. has like that type of a build. So I would love to know what is this a, a hard cut for her to make, or is she naturally close to this weight and just you know well defined? Because um, again, you mentioned before we started about her against. Uh, uh, Valentina, which would be a really interesting Yeah, really fight. cool, yeah. But is that a big jump up for her, or is that more close to her natural walk around? Also, for me, I would love to see that one day. Right now, I would love to see just, like, settle things in the strawweight division. Sure. Do the title fights when you have, like, a heavyweight title situation going on right now, where it's like, who are we going to give this next title shot to? Or, you know, the John Jones thing, where it's like, maybe he moves up. Um, we got Rose Namajunas, we got Joanna, yep. uh, Michelle Waterson, Tatiana Suarez, uh, you know, I'm sure I'm forgetting a ton, but going back just to like even when Joanna was the reigning champ, we thought she was the greatest women's fighter ever, you yeah. know, other than maybe Rousey or whatever. And then Rose goes in, shocks the world, knocks her out, proves that it wasn't a fluke by beating her in five rounds. In a decision, yeah. And then Andrade goes and, and drops Rose on her head. And Rose had been beating her in that first round. I mean, Handily. Great Handily. First she round. looked levels above her, I thought. Yeah. Uh, gets slammed on her head, and now we got a new champ. Now we got another new champ in China that Tom Brady and The Rock are, you know, giving their well wishes to. She's going to be a massive global yeah, icon over right. there. So it's, uh, it's, it's an exciting time to be a fan of the sport. I would like to see her against Rose. Uh, I, I, you know, because again, Rose... 
when you expect her to uh, to go to the ground, I mean, she stood up. No one expected her to beat Joanna with punches. You no. know, I mean, no one. You thought maybe you should get her. Uh, but I would like to see Rose fight her next. Uh, I think she deserves it. Um, you know, and then Jessica fights. Maybe uh, you know, I don't know who she fights. But Joanna against uh, Wiley, maybe, but not. Uh, well, Joanna has a fight booked right now against uh, Waterson. Okay, That's so maybe the winner of that gets the winner if Rose decides. I don't know if Rose wants to fight right now. For some reason, I think that she's not yeah, wanting to fight. Rose has been back and forth. She did just post uh, an Instagram recently that like hinted at being in a training camp, though. So hopefully she's going to be back soon. I love watching her fight. Rose's I footwork do too. is insane. She's one of my favorites. I also love fucking crazy Pat. I know, in the he's, corner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just the best. Well, listen, man, thank you for, for covering for Matt. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, it was really fun having you on. Easy. I really appreciate you guys bringing me in. Anytime, buddy. And uh, where, where can people read your blog, Robbie? And they, are you at Robbie uh, Barstool? What's your Twitter yeah. and all that stuff? Twitter, I'm at Robbie Barstool. Instagram, I'm that Robbie Fox. Uh, Robbie with an I-E, not a Y. And uh, I'm on Barstool Sports. I'm blogging you know, every day. And my podcast, My Mom's Basement, is out every Monday. Great. Thanks, man. And uh, you can catch me in Buffalo this Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You can come out to the shows and still watch the fights in the afternoon. And, uh, oh, we'll laugh. We'll talk about it after the show. We won't. I'm not going to interact <laughs> with you. Just watch my show and get out. All right. Thanks a lot. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And it's your last chance to get more fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this limited-time bundle ends June 30th. Save now at cedarpoint.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.